King Jesus, today is a good day to gather together, to sing your praises, to hug our friends, to show off our new toys, to read your word, and to pray. Full of John, and it speaks about the events of this same Christmas, but it speaks about them in a really different way. It shows us the huge truths about what was happening. So listen with me as Sarah comes again to read to us from John chapter 1. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, or a husband's will, but born of God. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. Thank you, Sarah. Well, those are very famous words, and uh, perhaps you're familiar with them already. They also cover a huge amount of ground. They manage to say a lot in a few brief sentences. We're going to explore them in just under 10 minutes, so hold on to your hats. We can only scratch the surface of a passage like this. But even that reveals some pretty amazing things. And since we have all different ages here in church as family this morning, we're going to keep things interactive too. So first question, and this question is for anyone under the age of eight. If you're under the age of eight, can you stand up? If you're able to stand up, you are not under the age of eight. Anyone under the age of eight who can stand up? Let's start with something easy. Now, there are no names. There are no names in the stuff we just read, okay? But what was it talking about? It was talking about somebody called the true light who was coming into the world. Who was it talking about who's the true light who's coming into the world if you're under eight? Yes, yeah. I'm sorry, shall I change to a hand instead? Yeah, we'll just switch that one out. Here, I'll pick them. It is Lydia, Jesus. Je- Jesus, it's fantastic. I mean, that was a bit too easy, really. It's always the right answer. It's like, um, here's another one for you. What's brown and fluffy collects acorns and hides them? Jesus, that's right, because it's always the right answer. Okay, okay, so... Jesus is coming into the world. Let's try something a bit more difficult. Anyone age 8 to 12? If you're 8 to 12, you can stand up if you're 8 to 12. Okay, 8 to 12s. Jesus is coming into the world. How does this bit of the Bible tell us people are going to respond to him? What does it say about his coming? How are they going to respond to him? Can you give us some ways they're going to respond to him? How are they going to respond to him? I put the words up there. You can read them again. How are they going to respond to the guy who is coming, this Jesus who's coming into the world? You're the wrong age. You're the right age. They didn't recognize him. They didn't recognize him. There's another response in there too. Yes. They didn't receive him either. That's right. They didn't recognize him. The world was made through him, but the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Now, when we say people didn't recognize him, what does that mean? What does it mean to not recognize someone? Let me show you a picture, okay? Do you recognize this person? Do you, who, who recognizes this person? 
oh, how can you not recognize that epic hunk of a man? Uh, that was me back when I was an epic hunk. Um, bunch, you didn't recognize me. When we read he was in the world, but the world didn't recognize him. That's, that's what it means. When Jesus showed up, the world, all sorts of different people saw Jesus. They met him. Some of them even, I bet, shook his hand. They hung out with him, but they didn't really know who he actually was. It's not like the time you forget the name of your distant relative at the awkward Christmas party where you're like, hello, mm, person, because that really does happen to all of us, doesn't it? Um, but it's not like that. The world didn't know who Jesus was like at all. They didn't recognize him at all. But there's a second group of people. So the world was made through him, and the world didn't recognize him. But the second group of people came to that which was his own. His own didn't receive him. That means God's people. That means this, this Jewish nation. Jesus showed up. In the middle of God's people. He should have been among friends. He should have been uh, among his family. It should have been a hero's welcome. It should have been like landing in friendly territory. But they didn't receive him. That means they didn't welcome him. They didn't uh, accept him. Have you ever felt like you are not welcome somewhere? Who's been somewhere where they felt like they're not welcome? I've been somewhere I feel like I'm not welcome. Walked into the wrong lose. Awkward. Walked into the right loose with the wrong signs on the outside of them. Still pretty awkward. That's the sort of response Jesus is going to get. You are not welcome here. Uh, we lived in New York for a while, in New York City. And I still remember going into a shop in New York and feeling so unwelcome. It's like all the staff look at you and they're like, what are you doing here? And you're thinking, well, like, this is a shop and I wanted to come in and buy something. Isn't that kind of what you, what you do here? I've got some money, and, uh, but all you get is a scowl and a kind of what do you want? And that's kind of the, the, the New York response. That's when Jesus came into his world, they didn't know who he was. And when he came to what should have been his home, he came to a place that should have been his home terrain. He wasn't welcome there. Okay, age 13 to 18, it's time for a more sophisticated question. Are you ready? How would you respond to that? Let's say you arrive at a party. There's a whole bunch of people. There's a crowd you should know and a crowd who should know you. Ah, let's, let's make it more than that. Let's say it's your party, okay? You come to your own birthday party. It's your birthday and yet nobody recognizes you. Who's that? One of your friends turns to you and says, you are not welcome here at your own birthday party. What would you do? What would you do if you come to a birthday party? What would you do, Ali? Walk straight back out the door. Any other responses to coming to your own birthday and not being welcome at your own birthday? Get out. Get out. I think that's what I would do. I, I, I think I would, I would leave. Walk out that door. Don't turn around now because you're not welcome anymore. Uh, that would be the soundtrack in my head, right? As I, I think that's what most of us would do. Perhaps there are some who are more strong-willed and they might go, no, this is my party. And they would go and wrestle and fight and try and make it into their own birthday party. But most of us would leave. And that's the first thing I want you to see this Christmas morning. When Jesus shows up, people who should know him don't recognize him. His own family don't welcome him. He doesn't walk out. You want to know what he does instead? He, he pitches his tent here. It says, the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. Those are famous words. Made his dwelling literally is he tented among us. He came to camp out among us. He was unrecognized. He was unwelcome. But he pitches his tent here with us anyway. 
Now, there are some groovy connections back to the Old Testament, to the portable temple that God's people had, the tabernacle. That's for another day. The thing I want you to see and celebrate this morning is he didn't leave. He stayed. Who has stayed in a tent, kids? Have you stayed in a tent? Who's stayed in a tent here? What is good about staying in a tent, Noah? <laughs> What's good about staying? Is, is there anything good about staying in a tent, yeah, Liz? Oh, you hear the birds sing in the morning. What is, what is bad? What is bad about staying in a tent? Who's had a bad tent experience, Heather? The cold, cold ground underneath you. Yes, guys? Yeah, yeah, go on to me. What's, what's bad about staying in a tent? Doing nothing because there's nothing to do. Is that because there's no electricity and no gaming consoles? That must be awful. What's, what's bad about being in a tent? Nothing. Nothing. No, go on then. That is, that is, so that is in a tent on a blow-up mattress, and then it gradually flattened all through the night. That is definitely bad. More bad things about being in a tent? Um, Still nothing. When you don't get to? You don't get to go in the tent at all. You have to stay outside, Kieran. That is a terrible tent experience when you get into the tent and you get into bed and then you fall off your bed. Ian, one last thing about bad about tents. Tell me about bad things about tents. Rain. Midges. There's so much. So Jesus comes, okay, into this world and he's unrecognized. He comes and he's not welcome and he pitches his tent anyway. Keep taking tents. One last minute. One more question for you. What is the longest you have ever stayed in a tent? Who has, who has had a long tent stay? Joe, how long in a tent? Two weeks. Two weeks in a tent. Can anyone top two weeks? Liz? Three weeks in a tent. What possessed you? Five weeks in a tent. Oh, my. Al, how long have you stayed in a tent? (laughs) Al said he stayed in a tent for two whole months. That is outrageous. Well, Jesus came and Jesus stayed, but only for a while. I expect many of you will know an outline of Jesus' story. You can read it in the Bible if not. But he came, he stayed, and ultimately then he left again. Uh, he left when he died on the cross. Now, when we, when we go camping, if we're good campers, uh, when you're all done and you move on, you leave without a trace, right? That's the gold star of camping awards is you leave and there's absolutely nothing behind you. Once the grass grows back, if you've been there two months... And once the grass has grown back, eventually, nobody should ever know you've been there. You were just passing through. That is not how it is for Jesus. When he comes here to camp with us, when he comes here, he pitches his tent for a while. Then he leaves. But as he leaves, he leaves everything different. That's right in the middle of the passage we read. It says, to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Jesus opened the door. To us becoming children of God. See, Jesus doesn't just come, hang around for a while, and then take in the sights and go. Jesus came for a reason. He came with a purpose. And he left saying, it is finished. His mission was accomplished. He did what he came for. He came to give those who receive him and those who welcome him, those who believe in him, the right to something we have no right to at all. So, last question. 
for you children. What does it take to become a princess? Not just a Disney princess. What does it take to become a real deal, fancy pants princess? Who knows what it takes to become a princess? Yeah, what does it take? You have to marry a king. You have to marry. Is there any other way to become a princess apart from marrying a king? Any more ways? Any more ways? Yes, how else? You have to be in the line. You, so, so you could either be born in a royal family or you could marry your way into a royal family. I can't just say I'm a prince, unfortunately, or a princess. That wouldn't, that wouldn't work, would it? That would be awkward if I said that. Um, we have no right to become the children of God either. Not in ourselves, and that's what Christmas is about. Jesus came unrecognized, unwelcomed. He came to die in our place so that we could live in his place. We live in his family. We live as children of God. We can become children of God through this Jesus, and that is worth celebrating at Christmas. So let me pray. Father God, thank you that you came in the first place. Thank you that you didn't leave when you weren't welcomed, but you stayed. Thank you that when you did leave, you left everything different. And thank you for this amazing truth that you've given the right to become children of God to us who could never be something like that. Help us to celebrate these good things at Christmas. Amen. Well, thank you very much for listening. We're going to sing our final carol together, and it is a belter, so feel free to belt thereof. Hark the herald angels. And this finishes by telling us that Jesus was born to raise the sun 